Welcome to the Queer History Channel. I am your host, Blythe, who is incredibly queer, so qualified. But also I am a history major, so I'm definitely qualified for a queer history channel. Anyway, um, so kind of the basis for this podcast is we go over different aspects of history that are could be queer, are definitely queer, or just like even queer people in history. Um, I will say this now, queer is used as an overarching umbrella term for the LGBTQ community um, and in kind of that reclaiming of it and also because the reclaiming of it has kind of been a thing for a while. Um, and so that's why it's a thing. And also because there's aspects of history in which um, people refer to themselves as the queer of queers in which they're gay but they're considered different from the gay community um but that's something that'll be covered way later and so in this some episodes we'll be talking about like certain pieces of like city's history people just fun facts um but this first one is going to be covering issues of identity within history because certain terms like used historically they were either the only terms or had a different definition within history so the first example i'm going to use is marsha p johnson um throughout most of history and kind of the confusion in some cited sources um is she referred to herself as a drag queen because one that was the language of the time and two it had that double meaning of when you identified as a drag queen, it has that meaning of when someone says they're trans today. So in current language saying that she is trans, it is accurate. But it is also somewhat accurate to say she's a drag queen because that is how she identified. So there's those issues along the lines. There's also the issue of, despite me hating to say this word, transsexual, that was a term that meant what transgender means today. Not only can it be inferred as a little offensive, um, it's something that, yeah, honestly, it's like, regardless of whether or not it's referred to as being offensive, it's also medically inaccurate. Even when you have different, like, bottom and top surgery, it's not changing your sex in terms of, like, what doctors view it because sex is very complicated um even even if you just look at sex as like what's your chromosomes it's still very complicated because sex entails like chromosomes hormones um genitalia there's that issue with like intersex people um there's the issue of sometimes people have multiple things of the same chromosome like there are people out there that have three x chromosomes um and fun facts, that actually can make people infertile. It doesn't make you, like, a sex fiend. It just makes you infertile, for the most part. There are some women out there that they only have one X chromosome. They're missing one. But because there's only one, they're not a dude. That's literally it. Um, so there's, there's lots of gray lines within the whole area of everything. Um, 
that kind of need to be discussed. So one of my favorite examples is in one of the earliest stories ever written, Gilgamesh. Uh, it talks about um, how Gilgamesh has erotic dreams about Enkidu. And some people are like, are they really erotic? Because this is what this word means. But also the same, because uh, also the same word that was used, because I believe it's the word axe. Um, that same word can also be translated as penis. So they weren't actually lovers, but there's the interpretation that Gilgamesh was having essentially wet dreams about Enkidu. Um, and the idea that they were lovers. Uh, so that information came from my... Uh, religious study professor Nicholas Pumphrey, as along most of this information and ideas around identity will come from him, any other information I have will be in the description um, from sources. Um, and, oh, hello, my roommate's back. Hello. Hi. Um, yeah, it kind of does. And so there's that whole issue of how people identify, like, and like language like i know for a fact the word twink in like 20 or 30 years will either not mean what it means today or it's stopped being in use and the 18 year olds at the time will be so confused when i call one of them a twink kind of like how a lot of language and a lot of slang today from like our parents age like group makes no sense to us now or it seems almost ridiculous like if someone says says groovy like seriously like they intended to use it it's weird like it just doesn't feel natural like outside of a theater context yeah so there's a lot of those issues um one there's also the issue of sometimes things can be interpreted one way by different people so some stories within ancient egypt are looked at as being it's like oh it's like friendship while gay people are like you're kidding right this is clearly gay this is clearly gay which brings up the idea within ancient greece uh first of all they were absolute misogynists they were horrendous um but the idea of being gay was actually illegal but doing gay things was not and it was really strictly regulated because the idea of being gay there was that was not in the vocabulary it was the idea it was people say like oh being bi was the norm in actuality no a lot of at least according to some of the sort this this information kind of comes from professor richards and pumphrey um according to certain sources of like what has been left uh being gay was essentially the norm but it wasn't phrased that way having relationships with women was just for the sake of procreation and certain scholars um plato i'm looking looking at you um said that there is no possible way to have like a full loving relationship with a woman they're there for procreation which there's always 
there's always the people that that isn't the case but if a scholar is writing that then it's usually like the majority opinion also the fact that there are so many pieces of artwork that are super gay and also have you seen the gay graffiti in different towns of like greece because humans haven't changed for a really long time there's lots of graffiti that's really gay like really really gay um so yeah there's just kind of the idea of like language changes what's available in definitions and just what's how one person defines themselves which i'm gonna like case in point i define myself as gender fluid and as trans a lot of people there are people out there that are like if you're gender fluid or non-binary you're not trans and that may be a thing in the future where like it might change the definition of trans itself might change because right now it's kind of looked at as being trans this is exclude this is this is inclusionary of um non-binary people being trans is a gender that is outside of the norm so being a trans woman is you're a woman but you have um but you're a biosex male um and that's considered out of the norm in the future being trans might mean oh this is what your sex was but you're actually this gender like that's all it might mean in the f i mean that's what it meant in the past and it's kind of changed but it might go back to just meaning that and it won't be stigmatized um and it may be in the future being non-binary isn't being isn't considered trans so by defining myself as trans now in the future that might be seemed weird or improper and that's just something to think about so relatively short episode just kind of a disclaimer on certain things um this is the queer history channel next week we are going to be looking at overall chicago gay history i look forward to telling you guys about that